Tis the season to be jolly. From the day after Thanksgiving until the 25th of December, everybody is happy. We hear Christmas music, shop till we drop, go to parties and attend performances. Then, on the 26th of December, it's all over. We're left with undecorating, bills, extra pounds, and even illness. We ate and partied way too much. All this for one day. Christmas should really be in our hearts every day of the year. So, how can we prevent ourselves from being caught up in all of this? By focusing on the true meaning of Christmas. Today on Grace Notes, Barbara Sandbeck is going to do just that. She'll begin a series on the Christmas story and bring out some interesting points you may not have considered. So prepare to be blessed and don't miss a single broadcast as she unfolds the event with a Christmas song.
Are you ready for Christmas? There are so many expectations and obligations. People are going crazy planning, buying, decorating, and baking to celebrate a day rather than an event, Christ's birth. No wonder there's frustration, anxiety, and depression. There's hardly time to think about why or, most importantly, who we're celebrating. We, as believers, need to make sure we're not too busy to take advantage of the opportunities to proclaim Christ. This is a great time of year to share the gospel. As part of our ministry outreach, we conduct a Christmas concert at a local mall. We present the Christmas story from the Bible and include the gospel message. Last year, a girl who attended said she was surprised we were allowed to do such a thing in public. We just speak what's in our hearts, like Paul did, and guess what? There were a good number of people who stopped to listen. The mall has more customers, and they ask us back. You never know what you can do unless you try. I want to help make this season different. First, here are some ways to capture the true meaning of Christmas. Make a birthday cake and decorate your home for Jesus' birthday. Sing Christmas carols. Help a needy family. Invite a lonely person to dinner. Put up a manger scene and keep it up all year long. And read the Christmas story. That's what we plan to do on our next few programs. I'm going to talk about the Christmas story as a story. We'll look at the players and see how their lives were affected by playing the role. While we're at it, see if you can identify with one of the characters and live out their role with them. Let's begin. God wrote this true story to introduce the greatest man that ever lived, Jesus. God advertised the story some 700 years before it occurred through the prophet Isaiah, who foretold it but never lived to see it. He wrote in Isaiah 9:6, Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Almighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. God promoted the story through a man called John the Baptist, now here was a man who sacrificed the comforts of home to prepare himself for the part. He lived in the solitude of the wilderness and was taught by God. He was even killed in the line of duty. John was not your typical preacher. He didn't wear a three-piece suit. Rather, he wore a camel-hair tunic with a leather belt around his waist. His diet was strange, too. Grasshoppers, yuck, and wild honey. This certainly wasn't the kind of person one would think should be chosen to announce the coming of the Messiah King. But you know, God's ways are not our ways, and God uses peculiar people to do His work. God chose Elizabeth and Zechariah to be His parents. The Bible says they lived upright or godly lives. They were ready to be used by God. God uses people who are spiritually prepared to do His work. But there was one problem. Elizabeth was barren. In those days, a woman was cursed if she couldn't have children. According to human standards, she was too old to conceive. But God's ways are not our ways. You are never too old for God to use you. Elizabeth could have been bitter about her situation, but she remained faithful. Our faith is tested most when we can't figure out how God can make it happen. Faithfulness and a right attitude make a way for a blessing. She indeed received a great blessing, a son who prepared the way for Jesus. Listen to a summary of Jesus' life I read on a Christmas card. He was born in an obscure village, the child of a peasant woman. 
He grew up in another village where he worked in a carpenter shop until he was 30. For three years, he was an itinerant preacher. He never wrote a book, held an office, had a family, or owned a home. He didn't go to college or visit a big city. He never traveled more than 200 miles from where he was born. He did none of the things that usually accompany greatness. His only credentials were himself. While he was dying, his executioners gambled for his garments, the only property he had on earth. Twenty centuries have come and gone, and he is still the central figure of the human race. All the armies that ever marched, navies that ever sailed, parliaments that ever sat, kings that ever reigned put together have not affected the life of man on this earth as much as that one solitary life, Jesus. The Christmas story was not just an historical event. It needed to happen. Why? Because mankind broke fellowship with God. So he devised a plan to woo us to himself with his undeniable love and restore that fellowship. God gave his everything when he executed this plan. The theme of the story is in John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. Jesus came, lived among us, suffered, died, and rose again, to give the greatest gift of all time, eternal life to all who believe. What did Jesus the key player give up to play this role? 2 Corinthians 8, 9 says, For you know the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, that though he was rich, yet for your sakes he became poor, so that you through his poverty might become rich. Grace has entered into our lives through Christ's incarnation, and where there is grace, there is hope.
Thanks for joining the program. We need to know if you've been blessed by this ministry. So please write and tell us at Sandbeck Ministries, P.O. Box 581, Falston, Maryland 21047. Or email us through our website at www.sandbeckministries.com. Why not send along a Christmas gift to support this ministry? Join us on our next program. We'll continue with the Christmas story. <laughs>